Hello, hello, 6AM Run community, 6AM Run podcast listeners, really excited. Although it's raining, I'm recording this episode on St. Patrick's Day today. And I guess uh, while many of you are not going to unfortunately hear this on St. Patrick's Day as we edit and things like that while we do with these podcasts, I love today because I'm a very ethnic person and, and I love that everyone runs around today and everyone's Irish. I love how those shirts that say I'm Irish today. So I think that's pretty fun. I think a lot of fun stuff is going on. I've seen a lot of runs that were for St. Patrick's Day for causes, people wearing greens and in, in runs. I know a lot of events are going on this weekend that's for St. Patrick's Day and people are wearing their leprechaun and Irish greens. So again, while unfortunately you guys who are listening to this will not be hearing this on St. Patrick's Day, just to give you guys the context of some of the days we, while we're recording these, for us today, lifetime is obviously St. Patrick's Day. With that, I also... You know, you talk of luck of the Irish. I still feel sometimes you can manifest your own destiny a little bit. And with that being said, I have two people who talk about overcoming and really making your own future, so to say. And and I'm really excited to introduce Ron and Marty, uh, but I'll let you guys introduce yourselves and, and please tell our audience why I pinged you and, and why I asked you guys please to be on the show. Tommy, to you and your guests, thank you so much for the opportunity to share our life with uh, you and your your listeners. I am Ron Cooper, Have uh, was raised on a dairy farm and uh, served 22 years with the Air Force. I flew F-4s, F-16s, and now Marty and I are in our own business, self-employed. But we have started a podcast we call Overcomers Overcoming the purpose of which is to have other people tell stories of their life having overcome. One of the mantras we go by is that everybody has a story someone needs to hear. We want to offer hope to people that irrespective of anything that might be bothering you, any rock, mountain, anything of that analogy that you may think is difficult to overcome, together we can, we will overcome. Marty? I grew up on a farm in Indiana and met Ron at Indiana Tech. And I tell him he was my ticket out of Indiana. So we've had a good life in the Air Force. I loved it and traveled a lot. So that's my story. I'll add very briefly, homie, to your guests. Marty, I refer to as my 55-year girlfriend, of which we have been married 53 years. Okay. I can appreciate that. I am one to also agree. Got to keep it new, right? Always got to keep that kind of that first date, first month kind of feeling. So I feel like that's a great thing to do. I'm like that as well, guys. So one of the things I'll admit, we, we talked about people don't know. Sometimes we have to like some pre-calls, our guests and I, we usually do an introduction and you guys have some stories. I was hoping that you guys could share. I mean, I think what it comes down to is and this is the only thing I'll say, then I'll really kind of give the floor to you guys. I put myself in a lot of our runner's shoes. I think we all have our own problems every day. I think in our own head, sometimes we feel like our problems are just the biggest in the world. When truly in reality, somebody out there has got it worse than us. And I don't, I don't think sometimes we take a time out to realize that, right? I think in our own minds, we just sometimes get so wrapped up in our own issues we think it's so bad. We think it's the end all be all. We were just talking, unfortunately. And, and again, our thoughts and prayers are with people who've suffered this, but sometimes people feel there's no way out. Sometimes people feel like there's no other choice, but to, you know, unfortunately do very drastic things like, you know, taking their own lives. And 
I think what we want to do is you and I both, we want to share that, look, there's people out there for you, you know, maybe not, even if it's not immediate family, immediate friends, there are sometimes places you can turn people you can go to for help. You guys have some stories where you, I think, want to share and, or even some visions of how people can, I don't want to say overcome. I don't think people overcome problems necessarily. I I think you either kind of solve them or you learn how to deal with them, but um, no, let me give the floor to you guys and and talk about your podcast and and your lessons learned. You know, you, you say 55 years of marriage and being with together, but I also look at it as 55 years, I'm sure, of experiences, of learning, of, right, a lot of stuff. So please share that with us. Teach us, please. I mean, again, I appreciate the opportunity to share it with you. And I agree with you. We learn how to manage whatever we're dealing with. There are many people we have interviewed who have experienced life trauma, and with enough prompting, you can always remember what has happened in the past. You just learn how to deal with it, and the trauma we have experienced in the past no longer dominates our life, no longer is a bleak future for us. We just know how to manage it. Right. I'm going to tell you, in our area, and we are in Southern Maryland, Since October 2021, there have been five people who have jumped off a bridge that is about 20 minutes south of us, and I can't help but think there is something very deeply troubling those people who did just that. They jumped to, well, four of them jumped to their death. The fifth one, it seems, and I don't know the complete story, was rescued, we hope, is surviving, but I don't understand, or I can only guess, that a person is troubled enough that they feel that jumping off a bridge is the only solution. And so there are some of us who hide things of the past, hide something very troubling. I'm addressing mental health. It's becoming much easier now because of celebrities who have been openly saying, I'm not okay. And we can work with those kind of people. But as I'm speaking to your audience, Hami, I'm the kind of person who would never tell you I am not okay because I was at one point in my life, I was so insecure, I would never divulge to you I'm not okay because that just affirms to me there's something deeply wrong with me. I would only divulge something after a person has developed what I call the safe space, a connected relationship, such that I feel comfortable I can share something with that person, knowing this person is not going to think bad of me or go off in some direction and gossip with me. I do believe it is a matter of connected relationships. And I will let Marty talk in just a few seconds, but we interviewed a person just yesterday who has a very recent diagnosis of what it seems to be terminal cancer. And in the context of, gosh, there's always somebody going through something worse than me. We've spoken with numerous people like that. And this person has a great outlook on life and she is going to make the very best of whatever remaining life she has. Marty, I know you've got some personal experiences and uh, other things that are very meaningful to you. Well, as Ron said, he had low self-esteem growing up, and I know I did too. So working through all of that and believing in yourself can be hard, but you can do it. 
going back to college after failing the first time and succeeding the second time was a big help for me. I listen to our podcast stories and I'm just amazed how people have worked through their issues. And and I'm talking about women that have been sexually abused, not only by a father, but a stepdad or an adopted father. Traumatic. And they're amazing stories of just pushing through and helping others. And they're forming their own business to help someone else work through those issues. So I love our podcast. I love the success stories. And they're encouraging to me. You know, you you say something, Ron and Marty, you guys say something that's interesting too. I do think, you know, people sometimes don't want to be so negative, right? So I think when someone says, hey, how are you doing? I think obviously the first thing we're all just kind of taught is, oh, fine. And kind of like, you know, I think, I don't want to say brush it off, but I think sometimes most people don't want to bore people, you know, or they think they would bore people with their problems. Do you guys think there's a way of maybe not sounding like a nag and, but at least acknowledging, yeah, you know, I'm just going through some stuff, you know, I think, I don't know. See, I I don't know. And I'm not an expert and I, this is a very delicate subject. So I I, want to tread lightly around it, but I definitely do know. And from what everything I've heard and read on TV, it's obviously the, the worst thing you can do is bottle things up. Right. Do you think people maybe should stop that mentality of when they're asked how they're doing, just, you know, saying fine and brushing it off? What you're asking, Hami, is a very important question and an observation. There are people who have made some uh, very difficult and wrong decisions because they did not feel they had a close enough confidant. Sometimes we call it an inner circle of friends with whom we can discuss things. We bottle up and we don't feel that we have uh, any person with whom we can compare notes and it's guys are worse at this, I think, than girls. Men are taught to be tough, right? To be the caregiver. Men are taught to be the protectors, right? Men have that masculine kind of like facade that they feel from, I'll say this as a father of two daughters. I was grow- taught, raised, hey, shake it off. Whereas with my daughters, as soon as they cry, it's hug. And you know what I mean? It's, it's different. It is different. You're right on. In some ways, that is what causes us men to say, well, gosh, I don't want Hami, any of his listeners to think that I'm somebody weak. So I'm not going to express any amount of weakness to you or anything that would let you think that, well, what's the matter with you? You can't work through something so small as that. But there are times, Hami, that we need to, and there's no secret to anything. I just, I don't uh, operate that way. But I do think that as you and I talk, if I were talking directly with any of your listeners, they would be able to know within a few minutes, if I genuinely care, you can sense that if I'm talking to you from the heart. People can sense if you genuinely care, or are you just trying to divulge information and so forth. For us men, if I can develop a relationship where they know I genuinely care about them, Over a period of time, it could occur within a few minutes. It may take several conversations that we can, through a connected relationships, those men who know I care can express themselves knowing I don't think any less of them. And so I do think, Tommy, it's a matter of when we have a conversation, people can discern fairly quickly. Is this just going to be some superficial passing kind of thing that, hey, just 
you know, 17 seconds of hello, how you doing, move on. And that person knows that, okay, we, yeah, we checked the square, so to speak. Or are you going to take enough time to demonstrate to me that you genuinely care about me and uh, things about me? The other thing is, Hami, listen, we have two ears and one mouth. People use that expression frequently. Spend more time listening than talking. And when you listen to people and you are actively listening to them, in other words, you're saying, did I hear you correctly, Hami, what you just said? That person knows you're you're hearing correctly and you're processing what they're saying correctly. And oh, by the way, I'm genuinely interested in you, Hami. That's why we're having this conversation. When that occurs, I personally think we can have a genuine connected relationship. That's my approach. And I have no, it's not uh, by programming that I'm doing more talking than Marty. That's just strictly personality. Marty's a little bit more reserved than I am. So Marty, how would you connect to someone? Honey, I think you were asking if I had, I was talking to a friend and I had an issue myself, would I open up to that friend knowing that they were talking to me about their issue, their concern, their worry? Is that right? Yes. So sometimes the way I think, and maybe it's not right, they have a bigger issue than I do. So I'm not going to bother them with my issue. Sure. And Maybe that's wrong. Maybe it would be beneficial to them for me to open them and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm going through this too. So I need to be a little more comfortable with that because I feel like I'm not going through what they are and I'm blessed. My issues aren't as big as theirs. So I think what we need to do is relax and say, you know, at a certain point after talking to them and helping them just say, can I share with you some of the things that I'm thinking about? Yeah. Be open about that. I think too, I think to that point too, I think what I love what you kind of just said. I mean, I think as I get older, I'm 42 myself, like as I get older, when someone, for example, honks at me at a red light or, <laughs> you know, no, I'm serious. But like when someone does something, I feel like out of aggravation and anger, the older I get, the more I'm just like, yo, that person's got an issue. Like, I just don't care. I think younger me would have been like, oh man, well, F you back. You know what I mean? right? Like it's kind of that, that younger, a little immaturity part of it too, right? The older I get, it's almost as if when I see someone like some kind of outbreak or outlash or lashing out, I should say like that, the older I get, the more I'm like, nah, that person needs a hug. You know, I like, I tell myself that sometimes that person is shy of a hug. Right. But I think like, it's funny. And I think, unfortunately though, that comes a little more with age, a little more with patience, right? I think when you become a father, you definitely have to understand to become a little more patient, right? I think if anything, my kids, you know, at 14 and six, I've learned every day, I feel like I could have a blow up with those two. You know what I mean? But I have to understand, like, listen, and again, very bright kids, don't get me wrong, as, as a father, really love my children, but they're not there yet, right? So I got to be patient with them until my my 14 year old, you know, in her mind, she thinks she's 18. She's not. But, you know, six-year-old also probably thinks she's 18 too with TikTok and electronics, right? But anyway, like I think that to your point, I think that it's unfortunate though, sometimes, and I think you guys are the best guest to share this example with, and then I'll, I'll give it back to you. It's crazy. I always use this example. My youngest, she's six. Friday nights, we'll do like a movie night or Saturday night. She'll fall asleep in our bed to like a movie. We'll have candy, popcorn. That's just movie night, right? I never forget one Saturday, woke up first thing in the morning. She remembered she had a bag of candy from last night. 
And of course, I'm not going to let this, you know, young child first thing in the morning, put that much sugar in her body, right? At least eat a breakfast or something, right? But the way she cried, the way she screamed bloody murder, you would have thought like her world was ending. And it was funny to myself. I was like, in her mind right now, that is like the biggest issue ever. In my mind, I'm like, and I I curse a little bit, guys. I apologize. In my mind, I'm like, it's just freaking candy. You're really throwing this tantrum over candy. But And and again, I don't want to diminish anyone's issues. I'm not trying to sit here and say that anyone's issues are irrelevant. But I think what you need to sometimes do is have that patience to say, okay, at this moment, I am going through this issue. But if you can just have the positivity to know this issue isn't going to last forever, let me just weather this storm. Storms don't last forever. And I know it's a corny ass analogy, but they really don't. Am I right? Am I wrong? No, you're right on target. And what I process that what you said, Hami, is that with life experience comes wisdom, comes the ability to listen, to process what your daughter and other people are saying. And by listening, a lot of times people can, after venting themselves, there sometimes we can overcome whatever ourselves. I just needed the opportunity to vent myself. And then as you listen and with your life experience of wisdom, you can help your daughter overcome this kind of thing, which for this five minute period, this seems to be the biggest issue in her life. But she vented, you listened, and you can say something to the effect, no more sugar now. And then behind that becomes the why. And she may not comprehend that. Uh, for the first two or three explanations, but over a period of time, she will. You have a very reasoned voice, and over a period of time, that'll come about. These kind of things you learn with life experience, and I don't want to try to suppose that this comes right away to any of us. It doesn't. So life experience. And Maybe you should talk to our daughter and find out how he handled things. <laughs> yeah. They're very much the same personality. And I will say, Hami, that in the context of personality, it is a matter of adapting to another person. And if Mm -hmm. we choose to adapt to another person, then uh, we can get along better with other people. Yeah, I do love that. I do want to see, you guys had a couple, I don't know if we've shared it. Did we mention, in our pre-call, we mentioned the gentleman with the gym or his goal. Did we mention that? It's been such a great conversation. I I don't know if that was in the pre-call or we said it here in the episode. And that's a story I would hope we could share too. I think that's a very positive story as we kind of come into the fourth quarter of the conversation here. No, thank you, Hami. Marty and I are mentoring an inmate. In the context, we did talk earlier about bottling up conversations, not feeling we have an avenue to express ourselves. In this case, the inmate did not have a father with whom he could relate. He did not have a close circle of friends with whom he felt he could just openly discuss matters. What do you think? This is bothering me and so forth. He would bottle things up and then blow the cork, so to speak. And what we do with people like him What I think your runners can do, who are very attuned to physical conditioning, we know that there is a mental conditioning as well. Some people are not well inside. The inmate we are mentoring wants to start a physical gym. 
And uh, certainly with that, the weights uh, and all of the exercise equipment, but he has the innate ability to understand people. And if his sense is they are not doing well, I'm now addressing physical fitness. There is a spiritual fitness. There are many things about fitness, different categories, that he is the type person that once you're inside my gym and I've developed a relationship with you, he can discern what the I use the term total fitness program is. There is the physical part, but there are many other aspects to fitness. He is the kind of person who can help the whole person develop a good fitness. That's a lot of what we're doing, which is great satisfaction in that, Hami. And it sounds like you are doing the same thing. I know. I try. I think what I'm hoping to do, I think a little bit of both, right? I think sometimes you need an ear. Sometimes I think you do need a mentor. You need a peer for sure, even in in a lot of things, right? But I also do think sometimes you also need an outlet, right? Running for me is that outlet, you know? So I, I think both personally, I think that I've said this before on episodes, there's these, those, what are those businesses where you can go get like a sledgehammer and bang a car, right? Or, you know, some kind of a gym and physical fitness for me. I think you need an outlet for sure. You need an outlet sometimes to sweat it out or, you know, get exertion. Right. And then part of our podcast, obviously for me, and I've said this in Ted talks, um, I have a couple of things that are being written that I say all the time. I just think to, I think physical fitness, you talk about the inmate trying to open up a gym. I do think physical fitness, you know, they say like your heart is and your breath and, and brain, certain things that, you know, the body are, are the most important parts of the body. I think physical fitness is just the core of everything else. I think physical fitness can help mental health, help relationships, help professional through physical fitness. I felt like, you know, gave me competitive edges, right? I learned at a young age through sports to compete. So when I got to the workforce, before I opened up 6AM Run and became more of an entrepreneur, I know you guys are entrepreneurs as well. Part of why I think I'm an entrepreneur, I have a competitive edge. I can't just settle, right? And that also was very successful when I was in the nine to five workforce, right? I wasn't just going to be in one role. I wanted the next role, the next role, and I was never satisfied. So I think that there's a lot that comes with sports and physical fitness. And I think that's a little bit of a healthy, and sometimes I'm not going to lie, sometimes unhealthy. So you got to, you know, sometimes decompress and, and try to enjoy life. I think you try to, you know, go, 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 and you'll blink and you'll be like me, like, oh, holy shit, I'm 42. And where did life go? So like I said, that there's a lot that comes with age. Hami, I'll interject very quickly uh, with no intent to overrun our time. But as we try to help people with self-awareness, and I think that's one of the things you do as well. That's what I discerned from what you just said. In other words, what I'm saying is, hey, I think based on what I know of you, you need to go out and run, lift, so forth. Not necessarily talk with a person, but you know a person well enough, and that person is self-aware sufficiently They know what it is. You can discern stress in their life. And sometimes just three laps around a building is all I need to relieve myself of the stress. But stress can be a huge negative factor in a person. Sometimes we carry stress with us and it takes another person to discern that. And you would be the right person, Hami, to tell me, hey, Ron, I think you just need to uh, get on the bench, take three laps, whatever. And sure enough, that's exactly what I need. Real quick, this inmate works out 
two hours each day with someone else. And that has helped him in his circumstances. He calls us probably one or two times each day, and he'll be asking us, have you walked? Have you walked? So he's holding us accountable to be fit also. But it's it's an amazing story how he has come about accepting where he is and knowing why he's there. I think that's too, right? I mean, I think the ultimate message is, again, as we, as I, and I want to give you guys back the floor here to, as you know, make sure people, if they want to talk to you guys, put your website, put your podcast information out there before we close. But I think, you know, again, even that situation, right? I mean, to be in jail, to be in a cage, right? You know, but for him to say, look, I see light at the end of the tunnel. That's huge to me. That's an inspire. I mean, my day probably got a little better hearing that story to see someone that's in the parts, you know, it's in my opinion, in a very low situation, but say to himself, I have a plan for the future. You know, whereas I think a lot of people in those situations and unfortunately why they kind of get you hear about the cycle of back in jail and things like that. This person has said, no, I have a plan. I'm going to get out of here and I have a plan to change my life, whether they were rightfully or wrongfully incarcerated, but say, hey, look, but when I'm out of here, I will do my damn best to make sure I never come back here. No, you're right on. And one of our objectives and callings uh, fulfillments is to provide hope to people. So one of the things we do at the inmate is to say that, uh, hey, there's a better life. And when you are released, not if, when you're released, uh, we're going to help you get reacclimated. We're going to help you do whatever. And so we offer a voice of hope. And how I many that's a part of what Marty and I are about, that we have gone through stuff as everyone has. Nothing extraordinary about what we've been through. It's just that we do look on the brighter side. A lot of philosophy, but I'm not going to take a lot of time to say people can almost always find what they're looking for. If you look for something negative, you can almost always find it. Let me ask you that. And and you don't have to answer this, but I always like to know. I really love positivity and, and wherever that comes from. Do you guys, we can go a little bit over. I'm okay. I don't know if you guys are, but let me ask you guys this. A couple things. One, I'm not super, super religious, but I am very spiritual. I always feel like something, some presence out there has obviously looked out for me in my 42 years, you know, but do you guys get a, and this is okay. I think, you know, I know I do. I'm very part of 6am run for me was different than corporate America and corporate America. While I know I was doing a good job, 6am run gives me a personal fulfillment that corporate America never gave me. When a runner comes to me and says, your product, your nutritional product. We, you know, I, th- I don't know if I told you guys this. We do, at the core, we're a nutritional company that sells a nutritional product. This podcast is just you know extra, and we want to build that community of our customers. I get fulfillment when runners come to me and say, hey, your product is amazing. It helped me do things physically I never thought I could do. Do you two get a gratification, a fulfillment? Is that part of you know, your journey helping people, is that something like, you know, puts your guys' head? And I would assume, because I'll be honest, it does for me. Do you guys get gratification out of helping people as, as you guys do this? Yes. The word fulfillment is a very meaningful term to us. There are many people with whom we interact who are in a life pivot or just they need something to give them the life fulfillment as you have, Ami, you came from an environment that possibly was nearly fulfilling as you are now, but it wore out. And some people are saying the same thing, that I no longer have the fulfillment in what I'm doing as I used to have a couple of years ago. Many people are going through a pivot. 
They don't know their total purpose. They don't know their strengths and so forth. And it is a matter of helping people to define, determine their strengths, what their life purpose is. What is it that brings fulfillment? And I will tell you that as we see people overcoming, we see improvement in people It is very, very gratifying, fulfilling to us. We don't have to have the words come from people. When we see it, that is totally fulfilling, possibly the same thing for you, Hami. You don't necessarily need to tell me. I can see it in your face, and that is just totally fulfilling to me. I want to tell you a story. When we were in Florida, we got a phone call from a, a guy that we've done a podcast with, and he said, He's listened to this podcast over and over, and he named the things that we said and helped him with that just encouraged him to move on. So when we hear that, that's probably been the one thing when we hear that we've helped, that's great. And we don't have to hear, but hearing from him just kind of reinforced what we're doing. Wow. Wow. And I'm good. I want to kind of last words to you guys that this was a very inspiring call and Zoom and podcast. I'd never know what to call these things anymore. But can you guys wrap it up? And I don't mean wrap it up. Again, we have time. But I mean, as we close this out, I definitely also, um, Ron and Marty, want to give you guys opportunity. Please share, you know, your guys' podcast site or URL or social media, anything you guys want to share. We would definitely will put that in the bio of this. If, if you guys can get some listeners out of this, I think that'd be an amazing trade off. You guys, I I love what you're doing. Don't stop. I think that, you know, even for us, you know, we've got a hundred thousand like customers, but I know our podcast has been, it's been slower growing, but the fact that it is growing, I can tell that it is important, you know, and I think you guys are a little ahead of me in that, even that regards, but tell people where they can find you. Thank you guys for your time, but I'll let you guys kind of close this out and any last words of inspiration, your guys' channel, please share all that. Thank you, Hami. I'll tell you, I hope in not more than two minutes. Our website is www.thecooperculture.com. And a way to contact us is Ron at thecooperculture.com or Marty, M-A-R-T-Y, at thecooperculture.com. Two aspects of what we're doing. One is we work with organizations to help them establish and maintain very productive work cultures. We do that through personality insights to understand people. Everybody has a very unique personality, but we help people to understand personality and to be able to effectively interact with that personality. Once we have that underway, People uh, have a harmonious work environment, and we come in after that with principled leadership techniques where we can help the leaders in the company put it all together, keep it together. That is one aspect of our business. And then the Overcomers Overcoming podcast, it sounds like something like you're doing, is a bit of a byproduct of our life experience. We want to share experiences with other people. And if we can add value to any of our listeners, we would love to have that opportunity. Awesome. Well, this was a great, you know, episode. I thank you guys so much. We'll put all that, by the way, guys, in our bio. You know, I, I, I love, like I said, what you guys are doing. I commend you. Don't stop. Like I said, it's not, I know sometimes this stuff's not like financially rewarding, but I know again, there's, there's, when you get a little older, I think it's cool. I've always said, you know, getting in corporate America, getting things like that. I think when you're young, you're just, you're just taught go after money, money. And then, you know, 
build kind of that status. But it's funny, as I get older, there's more of what have I done? How will people remember me? Right. And you don't take money with you. You can have, and again, it's, it's not bad to want to be successful at all. Don't get me wrong. But I know for me personally, as I get older, it's more than that. It's, you know, how will my kids, you know, remember me or describe me to my grandkids, right? And that's what becomes a little more important. So I commend what you guys are doing. Let me interject very quickly here, Hami, that our life experience is significance will always override, will trump success. When you are significant, you are leaving a very positive legacy with another person. Sometimes success is equate to money and, you know, some kind of words on a business card, but that's not what real significance is. I'll pass that on as a matter of life experience. Awesome. Well, no, guys, thank you so much for this. I think if we get any questions, if you guys are ever open, maybe we'll like kind of do like a part two very shortly or like in a few months, you know, we'll definitely leave the floor open when we put this up there for people who want to contact you, put your bios and everything. And then if, if, you know, I I always want to, you know, end with my guests, uh, you know, Hey, this maybe is part one. I think you guys have been great guests. Thank you for your time. I know time is very valuable. So I know you guys have a lot of work ahead of you, but thank you guys so much. And people and and anyone listening, our community, we really appreciate your guys' time. And this is a podcast I'll say, I haven't said this on many, but guys, definitely share this episode. If, if you guys have a share on social media or something, I think this is an episode you never know who maybe needs to hear this one. So I'll tell everyone right now as we close, share this episode more than if you just listen to our other ones, that's fine. But this one, please hit that share button. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. 